lot of us are looking for ways to start our day feeling more joy and appreciation. And while some of us write gratitude lists or do yoga, others pour themselves a bowl of their favorite cereal, Honey Nut Cheerios. Because not only are Honey Nut Cheerios delicious, they can help lower cholesterol as part of a heart-healthy diet. So maybe the secret to a great mood all day is a little yoga. Then writing your gratitude list over a bowl of Honey Nut Cheerios. Learn more about a heart-healthy lifestyle at Cheerios.com. It's 8 a.m. and you're listening to KIOF-LP, 97.9 FM, Las Vegas. This is Las Vegas Public Radio. Broadcasting around the corner from the Fremont Street Experience. In fabulous downtown Las Vegas, Nevada. From Feature Story News in London, I'm Ollie Barrett. Police in New Zealand say they'll carry out a high-speed recovery of bodies from the White Island eruption on Friday. The volcano killed at least eight people, but recovery efforts have been difficult because of the risks of further eruptions. Russia's expelled two German diplomats in what it's describing as a standard retaliatory move after two Russian officials were sent back from Germany last week. Germany's move came over what it said was Moscow's refusal to cooperate in the investigation of a murder in August of a Chechen separatist in Berlin. Ross Cullen reports from Moscow. Four months ago, Zelim Khan Hankoshvili was shot twice in the head in a park in the centre of Berlin as he was heading to a mosque. German prosecutors suspect Russian or Chechen involvement, but Moscow denies any connection to his killing. Last week, Germany expelled two Russian diplomats over what it says is Moscow's refusal to cooperate in the investigation. President Putin has previously described Khangoshvili, a Chechen separatist and Georgian citizen, as a cruel and bloodthirsty person. Russian authorities had hoped to have him extradited from his exile in Germany. Violent protests have broken out in eastern India after the Indian parliament passed a controversial citizenship bill. It allows non-Muslim minority communities from neighbouring countries a fast-track route to citizenship. Ishan Garg reports from New Delhi. Thousands of troops moved in this morning into major cities in the northeastern state of Assam. The Indian Prime Minister tweeted in support of the people of the state, saying that the government is committed to protecting its culture and economy. The protests started on Wednesday after the India's upper house of parliament passed the bill amending citizenship of millions of illegal refugees. The UK is voting in a general election. Polls are open in 650 constituencies. The US has imposed sanctions on six allied Democratic Forces leaders for their role in engaging in serious human rights abuses in the Democratic Republic of Congo. The US Department of the Treasury's Office of Foreign Affairs says Musa Baluku and five other ADF leaders have supported the organization through recruitment, financing, intelligence and operation coordination. From Kampala, Isabel Nakiria. The U.S. says the sanctions are intended to limit the financial dealings and access of the ADF. The ADF is accused of committing mass rape, killings, civilian abductions and forced mass displacements in eastern DRC. Recently, the rebel group has targeted Ebola treatment centers in the eastern city of Beni and Goma and killed health workers. 
The World Health Organization has warned the attacks will complicate efforts to combat the Ebola epidemic in the DRC. The United States says it's committed to support the DRC government in its efforts to counter armed groups and bring stability to the country. The ADF rebel group has been active in the DRC since the 1990s and is considered a terrorist group. From bureaus worldwide, this is FSN. With FSN Spotlight, I'm Simon Marks. The environmentalist and naturalist David Bellamy has died in Britain at the age of 86. He was beloved by television audiences for more than 40 years, presenting a long series of programmes that focused on conservation and threats against biodiversity in a very folksy, easy-to-understand way. He was one of the earliest public proponents of wind turbines. He tried to educate the public about the perils of smoking, and perhaps most controversially, in his later years, he was a very public sceptic on the issue of climate change. I have seen so many changes. Uh, in 1947, we had the um, hottest summer and the coldest winter in one year. And those things make me question the idea that just people could, you know, screw the climate of the world up. If we wanted to double the amount of carbon dioxide in the atmosphere, we would have to burn all the known um, oil, all the known uh, gas, and one-third of the coal, and we couldn't do it. David Bellamy. He claimed the BBC blacklisted him once his views on climate change became known. But six years ago, on his 80th birthday, he was invited to give a public lecture at Buckingham Palace. With FSN Spotlight, I'm Simon Marks. FSN is an independent source of news for TV, radio and digital networks worldwide. You can find more of our minute-by-minute -minute updates on Twitter. Follow us there at Feature Story. And we have a wealth of audio and video stories from our global news bureaus on Facebook. You can find us there by following Feature Story News. Stay tuned for further updates right here. But for now, that is the latest Feature Story News. Ollie Barrett reporting. Magic FM, Las Vegas, where stars are made and played. The Sports Angle brings a unique mix of sports discussions to talk radio. The goal is to entertain sports fans with an angle on unique topics in the sports world while interacting with the listeners. Your host Rocco Kelly brings a unique on and off the field knowledge and well-studied angle and energetic perspective to the sports world. The sports angle can be heard Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. here on KIOF 97.9 FM, Las Vegas Public Radio. Welcome to the Sports Angle. With your host, Rocco Kelly, live every morning on KIOF 97.9, LasVegasPublicRadio.org. And now, here's your host of the Sports Angle and the SportsAngle.com, Rocco Kelly. Welcome to the Sports Angle. I'm your host, Rocco Kelly. This MLB offseason, it has been like the wild, wild west. <laughs> the past 
four days, there has been $810 million spent on just three players. Now, I want you to think about that for a second. Think about all the money that has been getting spent on all of these prime items in MLB. And the recent one that popped up was the Los Angeles Angels with Anaheim of Orange County of the San Andreas Fault. They signed Anthony Rendon to a seven-year, $245 million deal. And now this move sends a World Series champion from Washington, D.C. all the way to L.A. This deal includes a full no-trade clause. That's fair. Majority of the contracts in the last couple of years have included a no-trade clause. However, there is one glaring and one noticeable difference with Anthony Stone's contract that has been, for some reason, been popping up for only two teams. The Los Angeles Angels gave Anthony Rendon a full no opt-out clause. So, when it comes to the club or the player, there is no opt-out during the whole seven years. So, he will be with the Los Angeles Angels for all seven years, regardless of what happens. Conveniently, last year, when the Angels gave Mike Trout his $430 million deal. They gave him a no-opt-out clause. And all the way seven years ago, when they gave Albert Pujols his big contract with the Angels, they gave him a no-opt-out clause. Conveniently enough, the only other team in MLB who has given any of their superstars a no-opt-out clause was the Washington Nationals. Because they gave Max Scherzer and they gave Steven Strasburg no opt-out clauses as well. The Yankees had Garrett Cole have to have an opt-out after five years. John Hall Stanton's opt-out is after this season with the New York Yankees. So I guess this proposes the question. With these teams now giving no opt-out clauses to their superstar players for long stretches of time in their contract, when you look at the long-term future and stability of this team, is it a great thing to lock up these players to long-term deals with no opt-outs? Or is it a situation where eventually this team will be in cap hell, where essentially, or essentially, they are in a situation where they can't get out of their contracts because they included the no-opt-out clause. There's a positive and there's a negative to both situations. And I'm just proposing the question, is it, are you taking the positive while including the negative, or are you, as a general manager, just focusing on the positive of a long-term future. I mean, Sonar, I mean, with a no-opt-out clause for three of your star players, 
And there is no player option. There's no club option. There is a no-trade clause, so you can't trade him no matter what. And there is zero payment deferrals, which is a roadblock during negotiations. So that is a very intriguing part of this as well. Because I love the financial side of sports, and this is where I'm going with this, for the long-term effect of a team, having not one, not two, but three players with these contracts set up, is it a doom to fail, or is this a genius move by the Angels, and we're just not seeing it yet? Well, it's one of those things that um, that, that you don't need an opt-out clause if you know that this is the team that you're going to be with for so long. And I think a lot of a lot of teams are saying, okay, well, here you go. When we reach the new land, we're going to burn the boats because this is it. This is where you are. There's no reason for you to even think about going anywhere else. I don't even want to give you that option of going anywhere else. I want you to only focus on this team and this contract that we've given you. Well, see, I would agree, except for the fact that when you have such a long tenure with a player, when they get into their mid to late 30s, the options of them declining is extremely high. And for majority of these players... Their contracts are going to end when they're 35, 36, 37. So with them having a no opt-out clause, you're essentially keeping that guy on the books until he can't play no more. Or until his legs, until his ability to do what baseball players are supposed to do has finally given out. And now I, I understand why teams are doing it now. Because they want the players to come play for them, and they want long-term stability. And I understand that aspect of it. But once again, I hate to give credit to the New York Yankees like I did yesterday on the show, but they gave Garrett Cole an opt-out clause. Jarrett Hollis Stanton has an opt-out clause. The Yankees put that in place just in case their investment ends up blowing up in their face, where the Nationals and the Angels – have no opt-out clause. So if they, for some reason, end up failing for that team, you can't move them and you can't get rid of their contract. So it's kind of like a safety blanket. Like that opt-out clause and those player options and club options is a safety blanket to make sure that if their investment fails, there is a way out. But for the Angels and for the Nationals, there isn't one. And I think that's the biggest problem with this is that Anthony Rendon, he's a good player, but you never know what's going to happen years down the line. That's the whole future. There's positives and there's negatives. But I wish the Angels the best of luck with their future plans. This is a Sports Angle. I'm your host, Rocco Kelly. We are going to go to break, so we'll be back after this. 
In a rapidly changing world, people wonder more and more about where their food comes from and how it was grown. The farmers who grow America's corn understand how important this is and want to share the stories from our farms of how we are working to grow an incredible crop that can be an answer to sustainability questions and is grown by men and women who value the air, water, soil, and our natural resources just like you. To find out more about how corn farmers are working to feed and fuel a vibrant economy and healthy planet, visit ncga.com. NCGA, a commitment to the future. You want to be in show business. Las Vegas, number one, all public radio. Magic, magic, 97.9. Las Vegas public radio station, KIOF 97.9 FM, is an official radio station for emergency information in Las Vegas. During an actual emergency, tune your radio to KIOF 97.9 FM for official up-to-the-minute information from the city of Las Vegas. The Sports Angle brings a unique mix of sports discussions to talk radio. The goal is to entertain sports fans with an angle on unique topics in the sports world while interacting with the listeners. Your host Rocco Kelly brings a unique on and off the field knowledge and well-studied angle and energetic perspective to the sports world. The sports angle can be heard Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. Here on KIOF 97.9 FM, Las Vegas Public Radio. Hello. T-Mobile. A call or click away keeps you in play night and day. Are you with us? My arms are open wide. I should know just what to say. And you know just what to do. Hi, this is Paul. And this is Dean. From the Paul and Dean Show. Listen to the Paul and Dean Show live every Saturday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Right here on KIOF LP 97.9 FM. Las Vegas Public Radio, broadcasting around the corner from the Fremont Street Experience. In fabulous downtown Las Vegas, Nevada. Hi, I'm Aaron Clements, inviting you to ride with the CNC Auto Show. Co-host John Ryan Mooney and I are two real-life, in-the-shop ASC-certified technicians that ride with you each week and answer automotive questions, share tips, and have some fun as we ride. Our goal is to give you information on ways to make your car, truck, or SUV safer, more dependable, and to make it last longer for less money. The CNC Auto Show cranks up on Saturdays from 8 a.m. till 10 a.m. We'll meet you right here at Magic 97.9 FM KIOF Las Vegas. Hi everyone, I'm Craig Orndorff on The Next Seems Like Old Times. It's our annual Christmas comedy show. Uh, we've got tons of novelty holiday records that are silly, crazy, wacky, and a little bit off-kilter too. So drop by and have a laugh or two as we listen to the Christmas memories on The Next Seems Like Old Times. 
Seems Like Old Times can be heard each Sunday night from 8 to 10 p.m. right here on Magic 97.9 FM, KIOF, Las Vegas. There's no reason to opt out of the sports angle. We're here every morning on KIOF 97.9, Las Vegas Public Radio.org. And now, here's your host of the Sports Angle and thesportsangle.com, Rocco Kelly. Welcome back to the Sports Angle. I'm your host, Rocco Kelly. As great as the Los Angeles Lakers have been their season, First in the Western Conference, they have the best record in the NBA. But you have to be realistic. And before you get too excited about their championship hopes, and since we are here in Las Vegas and there is a big population of Los Angeles Lakers fans in the area for some reason, I'm not trying to be a buzzkill. I want to be realistic. They have the best record, but things can change just like that in the NBA. There can be injuries, players that are older, they can start to fall off toward the back end of the season, which, by the way, the Lakers have a lot of veterans, so keep that in mind. Now, all it has to take is to have a key injury to one of your star players, like Anthony Davis or LeBron James, or for one of your players on the back end, to decline dramatically for your championship to be done. Well, if that case happens, who is going to win the NBA championship? No. Who is going to be in the NBA finals competing for the NBA championship if the Lakers aren't there? Well, if anybody's been listening to the sports angle the last couple of months... You will know that I am very high on the Los Angeles Clippers. I think they have one of the best rosters from top to bottom. They have Kawhi Leonard, who, yes, I don't agree with load management, and I'm never going to agree with it, but Kawhi Leonard is the best player in the NBA when it gets into the playoffs. You're in the playoffs and you need a team captain. I go with Kawhi Leonard. And shoot. I even focused on a couple of weeks ago, if I had to pick one player in the NBA to start my team from scratch, I am going with Kawhi Leonard because he is a natural leader. All right, He is, in my opinion, the best player in the NBA. It's not even close. You also got Paul George, who is a very good shooter. And more importantly, he's a great number two guy to Kawhi Leonard. All right, there is a one-and-two duo in L.A. who has kind of been overshadowed by LeBron and Anthony Davis, and that's Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. However, the rest of the lineup, you have some great role players in Lou Williams and Patrick Beverly. You have uh, Zubak, who's a very solid big man. You have Montez Harrell, who once again... Another solid big man on their roster. What I like about the Los Angeles Clippers is that they built their team with a purpose. They didn't just go out and get recognizable names. They assembled their roster. Each guy plays their role. 
And that's the reason why they're 19 and 7. I know all these Laker fans are going to go, <laughs> 19 and 7. The Lakers are 22 and 3. Lakers all the way, baby. Um, I'm sorry. 19 and 7 is the fourth best record in, in the, all the NBA. So pump the brakes on that. And as a matter of fact, I think that the Los Angeles Clippers, if they play their, their cards right, and when, I'm not saying if, but when the Lakers have their downfall, the Clippers are going to have the biggest vacuum out of them all. Because when a team falls, there's going to be a team behind them that is going to be the opportunist and is going to come in and be that team at the top. And the Clippers are that team. Because of how well they assemble their roster, a veteran coach who has done it before in Doc Rivers. You also have to understand that the Clippers are one of the top three teams in the NBA right now in the Western Conference as well. So, we're going to be talking about the West Coast so much because we are in Las Vegas. And everybody loves the L.A. teams if you're here in Vegas. Despite the fact that literally seven months ago, you heard so much about the Golden State Warriors, but nothing now. But that's a completely different topic for another time. And you have the Clippers. I'm going with the Clippers. You go to the East now. Go to the Eastern Conference. The Eastern Conference has a couple of teams that are in that contending mode. Uh, A team that you could make a legitimate argument for why they're going to be there at the end. Now, the Bucks have taken an early lead with 22 wins on the year. They're the second-best team in the NBA. Okay, the Miami Heat have done very solid with Jimmy Butler. The team that I'm focusing on the most is the Boston Celtics. Boston is third in the Eastern Conference, 17 wins on the year. And I understand that Boston has a lot of young talent on their roster. Not many veterans. I know Kemba Walker's there and Enos Cantor are two of your really solid veterans. But they have a younger roster. And they also have one of the best coaches in the NBA in Brad Stevens. I have a huge amount of credit for Brad Stevens for what he did at Butler. And now what he has done in his career in Boston. Kemba Walker is their number one guy. And this season, he has really shown the potential that if anybody's watched Charlotte Hornets games, you'll know that Kemba Walker is a very good player. He was just on a horrible team. Jason Tatum, I don't think he's a superstar, but he is a star in the NBA. Jalen Brown, another example of a younger guy who has the potential to go far in the NBA as well. So... Milwaukee with with Giannis, and they have Chris Middleton. They have all these talent, the Lopez brothers. Milwaukee is a very consistent team in the NBA, but we have seen their faults in the playoffs. Okay, They've struggled at times in the playoffs the last couple of years. Now, is that their fault, and is that just because of how the Eastern Conference has been managed the last couple of years? That's a possibility, but... I'm just facing it off of what I've seen lately. 
the Miami Heat, they're unknown. I don't know if their momentum is going to start to fall off towards the back end of the season or if they're going to get stronger over time. So Boston really looks like the best option coming out of the East because you've got two young stars in Brown and Tatum. You have a solidified veteran point guard who is actually doing exactly what they are paying him to do in Kemba Walker. So you have the Celtics and you have the Clippers. Boston versus L.A. So you have an older version of a rivalry with a fresh new outlook. Because normally it's the Celtics versus the Lakers. That has been the NBA for decades. And it's a rivalry that the NBA loves to shove down your throat at all costs. And for anybody who has watched this rivalry, you know what I'm talking about. So with a new, fresh rivalry I haven't seen before with the Clippers, not the Lakers, the Clippers versus the Celtics, I believe that the NBA Finals would still be as entertaining as if it was the Lakers versus Celtics. Would the appeal be a little bit less because of how many people love the Lakers versus Celtics? Yes, of course. But... When you have something brand new, when you have Kawhi Leonard, who some people are calling the Thanos of the NBA, just going in and killing things on an instant snap. I don't know. Is there anything where I'm making sense so far that the Celtics versus the Clippers would be a new, fresh look on the Boston versus L.A. rivalry in the NBA? The rivalry that has been iconic for basketball, and it really saved them in the 80s when they were at their lowest of lows. And then the 2000s, when the NBA looked like they were in their peak in popularity, they eventually had to meet up once again. So I'm pointing out to you that Boston versus L.A., you have a new, fresh rivalry of sorts on both big cities with the Celtics and the Clippers. Wouldn't that be great for the NBA? I think so. I, I think basketball in general needs a shake-up anyway. Uh, they're starting to uh, to play the same note, and we all know what note that is. And I think the NBA needs popularity of the NBA really peaked in the 80s and 90s. And then after that, it's just been going downhill because they've been essentially uh, uh, prancing out this one-trick pony. Right. Like the 80s, 90s, and then I'll give credit to the early 2000s. That was really the era of when the NBA was at its absolute peak in popularity. And I wasn't around, obviously, to see all that. I just see the highlights and I see all the film. But even that showed how great the NBA was back then. And I'm not saying the NBA isn't popular now. That's not what I'm saying. But you have to understand that its peak popularity was back in the 80s, 90s, and early 90s. Boston versus L.A. has always been kind of like the safety blanket for the NBA. And I yes, I've used that word about 500 times in the show because of how true it is. But Boston... L.A., Clippers, Celtics. Greenlight is the debit card and app for kids and teens. Now with investing. 
Investing is key to building long-term wealth. And with Greenlight, your kids can learn to invest at any age. They research stocks to buy, invest as little as $1, and you approve every trade. Track progress over time and learn about the world of investing together. Ready to invest in your kids' futures? Visit greenlightcard.com today for your free month trial. If your loved one is at risk of a fall, the Symphony Medical Alert System from CVS Health can help support their safety in their home with 24-7 emergency monitoring even when you can't be there. Terms and conditions apply. Learn more about Symphony at cvs.com slash symphony or find it at your nearest CVS Health Hub. Would be great for the NBA, a new outlook on that rivalry. This is the Sports Angle. I'm your host, Rocco Kelly, and we will be back after this. So, you want to be in show business. Do people tell you that? Las Vegas' first official arts, culture, and tourist station. Magic 97.9. Las Vegas Public Radio Station, KIOF 97.9 FM, is an official radio station for emergency information in Las Vegas. During an actual emergency, tune your radio to KIOF 97.9 FM for official up-to-the-minute information from the city of Las Vegas. The Sports Angle brings a unique mix of sports discussions to talk radio. The goal is to entertain sports fans with an angle on unique topics in the sports world while interacting with the listeners. Your host Rocco Kelly brings a unique on and off the field knowledge and well-studied angle and energetic perspective to the sports world. The Sports Angle can be heard Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. Here on KIOF 97.9 FM, Las Vegas Public Radio. Hello. T-Mobile. A call or click away keeps you in play night and day. Are you with us? My arms are open wide. I should know just what to say. And you know just what to do. Hi, this is Paul. And this is Dean from The Paul and Dean Show. Listen to The Paul and Dean Show live every Saturday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Right here on KIOF LP 97.9 FM. Las Vegas Public Radio, broadcasting around the corner from the Fremont Street Experience in fabulous downtown Las Vegas, Nevada. Hi, I'm Aaron Clemens, inviting you to ride with the CNC Auto Show. Co-host John Ryan Mooney and I are two real-life, in-the-shop ASC-certified technicians that ride with you each week and answer automotive questions, share tips, and have some fun as we ride. Our goal is to give you information on ways to make your car, truck, or SUV safer, more dependable, and to make it last longer for less money. The CNC Auto Show cranks up on Saturdays from 8 a.m. till 10 a.m. We'll meet you right here at Magic 97.9 FM KIOF Las Vegas. Hi everyone, I'm Craig Orndorff on The Next Seems Like Old Times. It's our annual Christmas comedy show. Oh, we've got tons of novelty holiday records that are silly, crazy, wacky, and a little bit off-kilter too. So drop by and have a laugh or two as we listen to the Christmas memories on The Next Seems Like Old Times. 
Seems Like Old Times can be heard each Sunday night from 8 to 10 p.m. right here on Magic 97.9 FM, KIOF, Las Vegas. Welcome back to the Sports Angle with your host, Rocco Kelly. Find more about Rocco Kelly on Twitter at the Sports Angle and Rocco Kelly Radio. And now, here's your host of the Sports Angle, live every morning on KIOF 97.9, Rocco Kelly. Welcome back to the Sports Angle. I'm your host, Rocco Kelly. When we were on the break, we were talking about how there's a lot of people here in Las Vegas. And for the people who are driving to work right now, you're taking your kids to school. You're just starting your day. So many L.A. fans are in Las Vegas. It doesn't matter if it's the Dodgers, Angels, Lakers, Clippers, Rams, Chargers, or Kings. And you know what? We're throwing the Ducks for extra credit. Now, the point that I have noticed, and this is probably just because I have a dislike for two of the L.A. teams, and it's not very hard to see which ones they are, that when they are successful and when they are at the top of their league, all of Las Vegas is excited. Okay, you'll see Lakers hats, you'll see their caps, you'll see their shirts, you'll see their jerseys, you'll see their backpacks for some reason. <clears throat> Everybody loves the Los Angeles teams when they are really successful. But when they're losing, and when they're one of the worst teams in the sport, you can hear crickets. You will not see those jerseys, folks. As a matter of fact, when the city of L.A. has losing franchises, you don't hear a word from the city of Las Vegas. And I know that some people in Las Vegas are going to dispute this by saying, oh, I've been a diehard fan since I was five years old. Okay, but how many of those years did you actively root for them and you weren't just a fair weather fan? Be honest with yourself for a second. It's kind of similar to the Dodgers. I'm going to shift towards them for a second and then back to the Lakers. Dodgers fans, when they have been winning NL West titles six years in a row, you can't shut up about this team. But I was here in Las Vegas when the Dodgers were the affiliates of the Las Vegas 51s. Yeah, your attitude was different back then, wasn't it? You weren't that enthusiastic. Now back to the Lakers. The Lakers, they have consistently won championships. They have won a championship in every single decade up until this year. I mean, 2010, uh, you know what, beginning of the decade, I guess you count it. But in nearly 10 years, the Lakers have not won a championship. Now, if you're somebody like me, you're happy about that. Because the city of Las Vegas has really had nothing to cheer about from when Kobe retired up until when LeBron showed up. And they had Lonzo and all of that circus. Shout out to the sports circus, by the way. But you get my point. That the 
the Los Angeles Lakers organization, when they are at their low of their lows, so many fair weather fans in Las Vegas, you won't hear a word about them. You're not going to see their jerseys. You're not going to see people in the sports books. But I swear to you know what. This season, I have seen on the strip so many Lakers jerseys. At the sports books, you see the Lakers caps. And they're the same people that are putting their hands together. They're pumping their chest. They're drinking their beers. And they're telling you, oh, I've been a Lakers diehard since I was 15 years old. Oh, my gosh. I have loved them since Kobe, since Magic, since Wilt Chamberlain, since Kareem. But where were you guys seven freaking years ago? Where have you guys been the last seven years? I mean, Sonar, I know I sound like I'm going on a rant. I kind of am. But it's just these Fairweather fans who come up to me and say, oh, I have been a Lakers fan since I was five years old. I would never leave them. But what have you been doing for the last seven years? Just well, so, am I making sense here? You, that, you like, are. It just seems like L. It just yeah. It just seems like L. A. is the biggest fair weather fans of them all. You Sorry. are, but I mean, where where in the uh, the fan rule book does it say you're not allowed to have multiple teams? So now let, let me let me uh, preface that a little bit. Of uh, obviously that's okay. a, a big bombshell of a statement, but um, so uh, analogy for me, I my team are the Cincinnati Bengals. I, I I grew up, that was it. That's my team. Grew up in, in Ohio. That's, that, that's why I follow Ohio State. That's that's it. Okay. That's that's where I go. Because, I mean, you got to have a good team to like. So, uh, oh, yeah. So I get that. You can be a fan out there in the world. You don't. But when you say this is my team, these are the people that I follow. These are the jerseys that I buy. So to take that same same thing into account, I've always been a Bengals fan, or the Bengals have always been my team. But I've also always liked the Ravens. The Ravens, I, I've always been a fan of the Ravens. Now, I'm not going to say that I go around and, and, and wear my purple and black and, and everything else. No, I'm going to wear my orange and I'm right. going to represent because that's my team. But that doesn't right. mean I can't be a fan of somewhere else. Now, when everyone says that, oh, well, I, I've been a Golden Knights fan for blah, 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 or whatever, the real people you need to look out for are the ones that say, well, the Golden Knights are my team. When when they say, we did this, or uh, we won this, or we lost the game this this week – that those are the people that turn around and you can tell that they are an official fan. You know what I mean? It, it, like I like well, uh, I, I, I like Frosted Flakes, but I'm also a fan of Fruit Loops. Oh, hey, Frosted Flakes are very good. I will definitely give you credit there. Now, okay, I understand the argument that you have your favorite team, and then there's a team that you either secretly root for. Or you cheer for when that team isn't the best in the world. I understand that aspect. What bothers me here in Las Vegas is that there's so many Lakers fans and so many Dodgers fans that when they're losing, you don't hear a word from them. 
They're not talking on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. You're not gonna you're not gonna see them, you know, with their Lakers jerseys. You're not gonna have their Dodger caps on. But the moment they start winning, it's literally like they they woke up from a coma. Because all of a sudden, this is all you see on their timeline. Yeah, we're the champs. We're the best. Woohoo! It, it just bothers me. Because, like, it's similar to the Golden Knights. I'm glad you brought this up. And I'm not calling out anybody for anybody who's listening. But I have seen with the Vegas Golden Knights that the first year, there was so much excitement. And so many people were on board with the Golden Knights. The second year... They struggled a little bit, but they made the playoffs. They were one of the bottom seeds. They lost in the first round. But the excitement was still there. Well, this year, for anybody who's been keeping up with the Golden Knights, they have been up and they have been down. They're the eighth seed in the West. They'd be the last team to the playoffs. I swear, Golden Knights fans are becoming the definition of Fairweather fans when they lose. Like, when the Golden Knights win, they don't shut up about it. But when they go on a losing streak, or if there's those situations where the Golden Knights might win two out of five, but they lose the other three, despite the fact that they get overtime points, so they're still helping out their cause, there's a reason I'm not in Golden Knights fan groups anymore. Because all they do is complain, and more importantly, when they lose... Trade this guy. Oh, sell this guy. Oh, we should get rid of the general manager. Oh, what's oh, what's Foley doing? Yada yada yada. It's it just it's just idiocracy. It's in, true. In you can you can tell an actual official fan that this is their team when when they do post something or they say something about it and they take a loss on the chin. They say, "Well, we lost again. Better luck next game." That kind of thing. But when you're going to come in and you're going to try to manage the team from your own Facebook account, that's not going to work out. And you can tell a real fan right. because what they'll do is, yeah, they, they'll post something that says, well, better luck next time, guys. Well, let's look forward or, to the next game. Or it's like an honest criticism. Exactly. Like, you know, it's um, – yeah. Exactly. You you, exactly. you look for that that person in in – in that fan where they come out and they say, you know what? Yeah, guys, we lost. We lose some. Sorry, that happens. But when you get outraged because you lost, it's it's inconceivable that that you would think that you're not allowed to ever win. Right. And by the way, I know that when we come back from the break, I I guarantee you I'm going to get a lot of hate from people here in Las Vegas. We got talked about the Lakers. I talked about the... Oh, and I talked about the Golden Knights in a negative light. But I'm just being honest, folks. Fairweather fans, I understand Fairweather fans, but when these Fairweather fans declare that they are a fan of the team, but then when they recant and they decide that they're going to bash their team at all costs, that is what annoys me here in Las Vegas. I am Rocco Kemp, the Sports Angle, and we will be back after this.
So, you want to be in show business. Do people... Las Vegas number one on all public radio. Magic. Magic. 97.9. Las Vegas public radio station KIOF 97.9 FM is an official radio station for emergency information in Las Vegas. During an actual emergency, tune your radio to KIOF 97.9 FM for official up-to-the-minute information from the city of Las Vegas. The Sports Angle brings a unique mix of sports discussions to talk radio. The goal is to entertain sports fans with an angle on unique topics in the sports world while interacting with the listeners. Your host Rocco Kelly brings a unique on and off the field knowledge and well-studied angle and energetic perspective to the sports world. The Sports Angle can be heard Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. here on KIOF 97.9 FM, Las Vegas Public Radio. Hello. T-Mobile. A call or click away keeps you in play night and day. Are you with us? My arms are open wide Cause you know just what to say And you know just what to do Hi, this is Paul. And this is Dean. From the Paul and Dean Show, listen to the Paul and Dean Show live every Saturday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Right here on KIOFLP 97.9 FM. Las Vegas Public Radio, broadcasting around the corner from the Fremont Street Experience. In fabulous downtown Las Vegas, Nevada. Hi, I'm Aaron Clements, inviting you to ride with the CNC Auto Show. Co-host John Ryan Mooney and I are two real-life, in-the-shop ASC-certified technicians that ride with you each week and answer automotive questions, share tips, and have some fun as we ride. Our goal is to give you information on ways to make your car, truck, or SUV safer, more dependable, and to make it last longer for less money. The CNC Auto Show cranks up on Saturdays from 8 a.m. till 10 a.m. We'll meet you right here at Magic 97.9 FM KIOF Las Vegas. Hi everyone, I'm Craig Orndorff on the next Seems Like Old Times. It's our annual Christmas comedy show. Uh, we've got tons of novelty holiday records that are silly, crazy, wacky, and a little bit off kilter too. So drop by and have a laugh or two as we listen to the Christmas memories on the next Seems Like Old Times. Seems Like Old Times can be heard each Sunday night from 8 to 10 p.m. right here on Magic 97.9 FM, KIOF, Las Vegas. Welcome back to the Sports Angle on KIOF 97.9, Las Vegas Public Radio.org. If you missed the show, don't worry, you can always watch it again at amp.tv. And now, here's your host of the Sports Angle, Rocco Kelly. Welcome back to the Sports Angle. I'm your host, Rocco Kelly. You know, this episode has been West Coast speed. I've been sticking with California. I drifted a little bit in the Las Vegas. So 
it's only fitting that the USC Trojans is the last topic of the day. <laughs> you know, other uh, athletic director decided to retain Clay Helton for the 2020 season. A move that some people are either for or against. There is no middle. Either you're fully supported, you think that's a great move for USC to keep Clay Helton. After all, they were a top 25 team in college football at the end of the season. Or you're totally against it. You think USC should have went out and got Urban Meyer. Hint, hint. I mean, hi, how are you? Uh, or you just think that Clay Helton wasn't doing good enough and that USC should go back to what they were doing and the prestige that they were at. But as the question you should really be asking is that Graham Harrell, their offense coordinator, he has been getting talked about with numerous teams either to be their offensive coordinator at a more prestigious school or being a head coach at one of the smaller schools in the NCAA. So, with that in mind, you got Clay Helton. You decided to retain him. There's nothing you can change at that point. I thought Urban Meyer would have been a great decision. I've been saying this for months. I thought that Urban Meyer would have been the best option to revamp USC football. But that decision has already been closed. The direction they should be focusing on now is that Graham Harrell is a very good offense coordinator. In fact, if you give him enough time, I mean, he did. He was with North Texas. He's been with Houston. Uh, he was a quarterback at Texas Tech. He played in the NFL for the Green Bay Packers behind Aaron Rodgers. So, with all that in mind, if you're USC, do you fork up a little bit more money to keep Graham Harrell as your offensive coordinator moving forward? And if, let's just say, Clay Helton doesn't work, you promote Graham Harrell next year and make him your head coach? Or do you let him go to Texas and be their offense coordinator? Or does any of these Mountain West schools pick him up to be their head coach? If you're USC, what do you do in that situation? Because there's pros and there's cons to both sides. I mean, Sonar, I just think that if you're USC, you've kept Clay Helton, you've already kept that decision. But when you have a very good offensive coordinator who you brought in this year to turn around the team and turn around the offense, and USC, for the most part, did that this season, you have to understand that do you fork up a couple more millions to keep your offensive coordinator long-term in case your head coach doesn't pan out, or do you let him go and have the option of the USC football program decline like it was before he showed up? Well, you can't – we've talked about this before. In rebuilding, you can't just say one season and then say, oh, it didn't work out, let's try something else. In sports, you have to evolve and you have to give – your your directors and your coaches and your managers time it, it it doesn't turn around it's not day and night it's not black and white you're you're not going to be able to just put somebody in there and turn around and say now we're great you have to you have to kind of let them grow because 
anybody who starts a new job anyway, there's an acclimation period. There's a period where you're in there with the same things that they've been doing over and over again so that you can turn around and, and look at that and observe where they've been. If you don't have that time to observe where you're coming from, you're going to end up making the same mistakes. So even then, even with that justification, that takes at least half a season, if not a full season. So now you can come up with a game plan for year two. And with year two, kind of start to implement that towards the end to where when you are in year three, now you can start putting the pressure and saying, dude, we're paying you this money. It's the third year. It's the third season. Let's get some results. And if you don't start to see an incline within those first three years, maybe it's time to start pumping the brakes and going a different direction. But you can't just turn around and say, we hired this person. Cool. In five days, we'll win a championship. Well, see, with USC, I understand that college football is completely different from professional sports. But Clay Helton has been there for five years as their head coach. From 2015, so that would be four years. From 2015 to now, Clay Helton has been their head coach. And I will give him credit. Outside of the two years that he had a five-win season, he had he has been consistently winning games for them three of the five years he's been there. But you also have to understand that with the prestige and the legacy that USC has and the fact that Clay Helton was their offensive coordinator when they made him his head coach, that USC with Graham Harrell could do the exact same thing where if Clay Helton doesn't get them to where they want him to be by next year, USC isn't one of a powerhouse again like they hired him to be then unfortunately, I believe that Graham Harrell could do in 2021 what Clay Helton did in 2014, which was he was an offensive coordinator behind Steve uh, Sarkeesian. Steve Sarkeesian didn't work, so they went out, they fired him, and they promoted their offensive coordinator because they knew he could get the job done. And I believe USC has the best option. And that is the point I am saying, is that you don't let Graham Harrell go to Texas and be their offensive coordinator behind Tom Herman. Or you don't let him become a head coach for one of these teams in the Mountain West Conference like it's been rumored to be. No, you keep him around, you make him spend one more year as an understudy, and then you eventually have him be the character and you have him be the coach of USC football. Because I feel, Lee Sonar, that that is the best option for USC, to keep it in-house, to not go and make this huge decision of, oh, let's go out and get somebody. Now, I understand I said the whole Urban Meyer thing earlier, but with that situation now closed, and that is in the past now, keeping it in-house is the best option now moving forward. At least that's what I believe it is. No, I agree with you. I absolutely agree with you. Um, It's better to hire within than it is to go out and find somebody else. Because look at it this way from from any kind of um, employment standpoint or anything like that. 
the people that you hire from within are more than likely already loyal. Secondly, um, they already know the problems that are actually there. So it's one thing to, to talk to people and have a, hey, here are our problems. This is what we need to fix. But those are the obvious problems that always come through. If you're an internal guy, you know the the challenges of the day-to-day as opposed to coming in with fresh eyes and then pointing it all out. You already know solutions, and really you're just waiting for everybody to to bump you to that responsibility of actually cleaning those problems instead of right. – bringing somebody else to kind of clean house and, and sweep. Exactly. So we will see what the USC Trojans football team does moving forward. They keep Clay Helton. They go. Las Vegas number one all public radio. Magic. Magic. 97.9. The Sports Angle brings a unique mix of sports discussions to talk radio. The goal is to entertain sports fans with an angle on unique topics in the sports world while interacting with the listeners. Your host Rocco Kelly brings a unique on and off the field knowledge and well-studied angle and energetic perspective to the sports world. The Sports Angle can be heard Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. Here on KIOF 97.9 FM, Las Vegas Public Radio. Great tailoring and alterations are hard to find these days. For ample, a new tailoring and alterations shop in Henderson, Nevada can help you with all your needs. Their website is www.fire-ample.com. You may contact Shirley at 702-867-1088 for more information. Hello. Is it me you're looking for? T-Mobile. A call or click away keeps you in play night and day. Are you with us? My arms are open wide. Cause you know just what to say. And you know just what to do. Your AC works overtime all summer. So be sure to replace your old air filters with new filtry air filters. They recommend updating HVAC filters at least every three months all year round. So order your filtry air filters today at filtry.com. Let's clear the air. Your AC works overtime all summer, so be sure to replace your old air filters with new filtry air filters. They recommend updating HVAC filters at least every three months all year round. So order your filtry air filters today at filtry.com. Let's clear the air.